What's up, you guys? My name is Jesus, and this is Seba. As you guys know, we're the hosts of the Business Kids podcast. Today, we're bringing to you a new series on Canadian business schools. The goal of this is to give you more insight and an honest review of the program from real students. Today, we'll be discussing and answering your questions about Western's AEO with Luca and Adi. So before we start, can you guys go with uh, what average you got in with, like some of the extracurriculars you did, and like when you received your admission? Yeah, okay, I'll go first. So hi, my name's Luca. I'm an economics major here at Western with AEO. Uh, so in grade 12, I applied, I believe, with a 96 average. Uh, I was the student council treasurer. I worked as a lifeguard for the tiny market. And um, I also was the president of Model UN at my high school. And then I received my AO, I believe it was the day before March break open house uh, at Western, because I intended to visit Western. And just the day before, I was lucky enough to get AO. And that just made the visit a lot better. Yeah. So um, uh, I applied with a around a 92, 93 average, just because like I'm. I'm pursuing the dual degree in engineering, so engineering is my, you know, main focus. Um, but I I did my essays around again my time on student council. I was tech director, and um, I also had time on DECA. But my other essay was on my work experience being a guitar instructor. Um, so those were my two. That's fair. Also, okay, the first thing we had. It doesn't really apply to you guys with like AEO and Ivy stuff, but it's about like uh, specializations and stuff. So for you guys, you just get the HBA degree along with what you had, right? You can't specialize within Ivy or can no. you? Once no. You just get the HBA and then what you do depends on the electives you take and like what kind of recruiting you do. Oh, yeah, the, the great thing about it is that like, um, you're, you're not set on business as soon as you enter. Like if, if business is something that interests you, you can choose a business related program and run with it. Like Luca chose economics, but um, business, actual core HBA business starts in year three. So you have that time to like for years one and two to just really pick something you're interested in. You don't, it doesn't really matter at all what you pick. You just need to uh, maintain a solid average in that program. Um, and once you pick that, if it's something you like, you'll maintain that average naturally. And you'll also like gain some experience in courses. And then that way, like um, once you know what you like to do, you can also like pursue your HBA. And that's what makes it really easy. Yeah, I've met people throughout almost every program. There's an AEO, med side, you'll find AEOs, health side, comp side social sciences like me, you'll find most kids will be in BMOS. So that's the other business program at Western. Um, but a lot of people decide to branch out, see what they like, and then get into business in third year. Yeah, and there's a ton of deal degree options like you like, and you, you can also choose like if you're, if you're in the program and you find something else, you're, you're not like bound to like stick through with business right right at the start like if you decide you don't want to do it you don't need to do it right so um there's lots of options for you and like if business is something that interests you then it's definitely a good route to pursue i mean i guess uh the next question that we have may be a little like biased because you guys are uh pursuing like i guess different things but given your experiences the program that you're in 
uh, very math heavy? Like, do you think if you're not exactly good at math, like in high school, you will struggle a lot? Or what's your take on that? Um, yeah, so I could go ahead. Like, um, the good thing about it is that um, if math is not something you're really interested in, um, you don't you don't have to take like math based courses or anything like that. Like, say math's not your thing, you can pick a program first and second year. That's not really math focused. You can do like marketing, I guess, or something like something like that that doesn't require a lot of math. Personally, like I'm good at math. I find it like. Um, it comes easily to Ooh. me, which is why I went the, uh, yeah, no, the little <laughs> humble flex there, but, uh, that's, that's why I picked engineering. I mean, like that was easy to me. So I kind of went that route. Um, but I mean, if like, there's a lot of people that don't really like math at all. And I mean, like some parts of math really aren't interesting. Like I don't understand how anyone would find some parts of math fun, but, um, like, if you don't want to do it, you have that freedom to not stick with it. And then that's, that's the good thing about it. Basically, like you're not like locked down by anything that you don't want to do essentially with the stream, which is what I like. Yeah. So like I'm in economics, econ at Western is a pretty math heavy program, like comparative to other econ programs. And so you'll be taking calc one and two first year. So if you're not comfortable with that, maybe going the econ route isn't the greatest option. But what is great, as Adi was touching on, is the ability to transition into really anything you want in your first two years, as long as you're taking necessary courses. So if you realize first semester or first year, Calc 1000 is just not it. You can easily take the right courses that you need, and then you can transition into something that maybe you'll find more enjoyable. Like maybe sociology is your, you take an elective in that, you decide that's what you want to do your first two years. And so you're really not stuck into anything. Um, we're technically undeclared until second year. So first year, you don't really have a major. You can take any course you want and figure out what you want to do. And so if math is in your strong suit, the HBA program really kind of allows you to see what you're good at in those first two years and then decide what you want based on that. Hmm, that's kind of sick. Yeah, it's good to know, like, there's some people that are very kind of indecisive altogether and then having that realm allows them to make a decision. Mm -hmm. um, you guys talked about like there's a bunch of AOs in literally every program. Do you think it's recommended to do a business related major or does it not really matter? Um, um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone recommend it per se. It will give you the right skills, right? If you're taking accounting in first year and you're taking those marketing, those uh, organization courses, stuff like that, you will be better prepared than the other students possibly for specific courses. But every student's learning the necessary skills, right? Uh, econ degree, you're learning analytical skills. Eng degree, you're learning a vast array of skills, right? So going into HBA1, it, no one's really in a better position per se. Yeah, and um, for for anyone listening who's like um, choosing to pursue like the engineering dual degree um, in the general first year, so the first year in engineering is general, where you just get like a broad stream of courses, and one of them that you have to take is business for engineers, which is the equivalent of the first year business class for any other um, anyone else that wants to take it. So, business for engineers. Um, really gets like your like foot into like all the skills you will need um in your third year so that first year business 
combined with the business 2257, which is the accounting course, um, really get, gives you like the, the amount of knowledge you'll need to do well in your third year. Um, and then especially like if you're undecisive about business or like the program that you're in, if you don't like the other courses that you're in, you can like choose to do another program. Um, if you don't like the business course, like that intro to business course, um, you might decide, hey, like this isn't for me and you're not locked down by anything. So um, that's why it's the, like the freedom of choice is really like the strongest quality with this. Okay, in terms of like business schools, you know, a lot of people compare Ivy to, you know, the other big business schools in Ontario and in Canada and whatever. So why did you guys pick Ivy, even though, you know, it only has two years of Ivy itself instead of like four and other programs? What what do you think about that? I, I saw that as a strength, to be honest, uh, being able to take something that I enjoy um, in for in like high school when I was younger. Um, I didn't want to go straight into business. I didn't want to take classes on marketing or consumer behavior or stuff like that. I wanted to explore Good subjects call. that I was interested in. <laughs> so like first year, I didn't take the uh, business class Addy was talking about, 1220. I decided I didn't need to touch business in my first year. So I decided to take some in other courses. I took a history course instead. Uh, and so I think that's like its main, the biggest strength really is the ability to do what you want, learn what you like, learn what you're good at, and then move into business at the end of that. And then the amount of double degree options that you can be have an engineering and a uh, Ivy HBA degree in five years is just very attractive. Uh, and so I, I'm thinking of pursuing an economics double degree with Ivy. And that's just something that only Ivy really gives. Yeah, additionally for Ivy, like the, the fact that they can get it done in your in the third year and then the fifth year, um, they plan it's the they plan the courses so well that um you're really getting everything and you're not getting it all at once in your first year either. So like personally, like I, I chose it just because I wanted to pursue that that engineering and um I didn't want to do all those business courses. Like some of those business courses really aren't interesting to me. Like um uh, for the first year business course we had to take, there was a marketing unit and then there was um, uh, one on engineering economics. Like the, the engineering economics one was pretty interesting. It was more math focused. The marketing one, not so much. I mean, I didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, so being able to like not take all those business courses in your first year, um, regardless of what program you take when you enter Western, um, is really beneficial because if you're not interested in something in one of the business courses and that shouldn't deter you from wanting to pursue a business degree like um, at the end of it. So you should really pick what you're interested in and this allows you to do that. And then that way you get an even balance. That's a very point. I didn't really think of it like that. Cause like some people are like, Oh yeah, you got to take everything to know what you want to do. But then like, so people just know. And it's also, it just adds to the character, I guess, of IB. So like right now in 2257, there's a huge feasibility project that we do in groups of, in groups. And so you're able to take groups of people that are in like a computer science major, econ major, business major, eng major, uh, across the board. And so everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses. And so as a team, you can build on those and figure out what works best in teams. And so 
I think that'll be, that's from what I've heard uh, from Ivy students, uh, from what I've experienced in 2257, I think that's just a huge strength of Ivy. For people who don't know, what is 2257? Yeah, 2257 is the only prerequisite course for Ivy HBA. Uh, it's taken in second year. Um, I think you have to take in this second year unless you have special permission. Uh, and it's an intro to accounting course, but it's kind of more than that. It's really a way to get to see how Ivy teaches, uh, how the case um, case study method works. Um, and it's just like a good learning moment for every AEO student. Everyone has to take it. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun, mm -hmm. a lot of work. Um, I've never worked on a project more than the feasibility study. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. And you have to get a 70 in the class to get into Ivy. That's the bare minimum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's basically like accounting, but, um, introduces you to the Ivy case method, which is the reason why like a lot of people pick Ivy just cause the way they design their cases. So, um, if you didn't take business first year, then the 2257, which everyone has to take introduces you to like, um, the case method and it's basically accounting, but they make accounting like, um, like they make regular accounting a lot more interesting just cause there's, um, more cases. And then the feasibility project, like by far is the most like interesting thing, just because you can work on something that like a venture that you really enjoy. And you can also meet a bunch of people with like, as Lucas said, with like different strengths and weaknesses and like work through, um, building something that's like actually like could be tangible if you uh it's a competition so if you if you do succeed you can go on the further rounds of the competition and actually make something like uh tangible in an actual company so that's probably the most interesting part of the course um but yeah that's uh 257 mm -hmm. how does the how does the competition work? Like, do you like, how are like the rounds split up, I guess? Yeah. So like one person, like one team from each section. So like there's this year, there's 16 or 18 sections of 2257 just because there's a lot of people. Um, but one group from each section um, makes it through. So I, I took the night class. Um, so in my class, there was, I believe nine groups. So one group from each section makes it through to the next round. And it's just, it's just round after round. And then the later rounds are you pitching your idea to actual people that are like, perhaps like interested in it. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I didn't make it through in my section. I don't know about Luca, but, um, no, sir. I didn't love it. Come on boys. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, nah, mine was a brick and mortar store. So not the most exciting, um, <laughs> most exciting business idea. First. What was the store? Uh, we sold candles in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, so yeah. untapped market potential downtown <laughs> Kingston. Yeah, not the most innovative, but we solve a problem. Um, people are staying home more. People like candles. It's a growing industry. Man's pitching it. I'm not buying your candles, dog. <laughs> and we were feasible. I did the numbers. I was in charge of our income statement, our cash flow. All that fun stuff. So I know the numbers work out. You make a really good pitch, sir. But uh, I'm going to say that I'm out. So. <laughs> yes, that's so tough. Tough. <laughs> that <is> tough. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Now that we've talked about like the course and things like that, and you have to get like a 70 to go into Ivy. Uh, one question that people had a lot was how easy is it to achieve like an 80% average or like more in your first two years? Is it like something that you have to grind out or? I think that's really subjective and also yeah. depends on your program and how interested you are in your program. Uh, I know people in the gang 90s right now that have a 90 average over their first two years. Uh, and then some people are still struggling to meet that 80. Um, I think if you do what you really like and are actually interested in, I think it's easy, right? Like if you go into say political science and you really like political science, you like reading uh, Rousseau and whatever else you read in poli sci, um, you're, really, you're gonna <laughs> really enjoy it and you're gonna do really well in there, right? So, um, and it's difficult to say what programs are harder and easier um objectively eng might be a little tad bit harder they only have to get a, a seven it's a little a little tough just a little bit just a little bit um but yeah it's really about i think it's just if you find what you like it'll be easy but if you don't like what you're doing you're gonna have to grind and you're not gonna like it very much yeah yeah for for me yeah it's definitely like tough to maintain that average just because like um it's just, and I mean, like, no matter how hard you work, like, you're going to get, like, you're, you're going to get, like, mediocre marks and just ride that curve, you know? So, yeah, like, I do enjoy what I do. Like, I, 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 we did a general first year, and then I'm specializing in chemical now. And I'm really enjoying that. Um, the only thing I would say, um, especially, like, in engineering or even med side, health side, where you have, a like, um a course load that involves like a lot of work in your other courses, like your discipline related courses. Um, you want to make sure that you're like striking a good balance because um, business 2257 is a lot of work. Um, and I don't want to say it's easy because not. Um, but if you're willing to put the time in and you enjoy business um, and, and you want to pursue further, you'll put that time in naturally and um, get where you want to get. But you should. You also shouldn't um, let that deter from your discipline-related courses because you need those to advance further. Because if you don't do well in those discipline-related courses, you won't get into your fourth year, which is back to your discipline. So, third year Ivy, and um, fourth year you're back doing your your uh, disciplinary studies, like related studies. Um, so I'd be back doing chemical engineering electives and things like that. And if I don't pass second year chemical engineering. There will be no fourth year for me, so like it's all it's important to uh, it's important to keep track of um, your your course base and like just see um, what matters to you the most. And if you want to do both, you're going to do both naturally and put that work in. So yeah. Mm. All right. Um, okay. Like it obviously varies by what you're majoring in. For Ivy, do you guys know after people graduate, what's the main industries that people go into? Like Queens is usually consulting or so, or finance, Shulix accounting. Like, what about you guys? Yeah, uh, I actually just looked at the 2020 employment report that Ivy released, and it's by and far finance and consulting that Ivy grads are going into. And I think that's what Ivy's really best known for, really, is just their finance and consulting reach the alumni networks and that uh so it's not really a surprise but um 
that's what we like to do, I guess. Yeah. And like, and with the dual degrees, if you're doing like a science degree or something like that, you could get placed at, um, uh, upper management at, you know, like Maple Leaf Foods, let's say, um, managing their plant design infrastructure, that kind of thing. Um, you could do like, um, the, some of the bigger chemical companies, like for, for example, like chemical engineering, you could get placed at like Shell, BP, um, all those kinds of companies. So what's really cool about dual degree is that if you pick something like that, um, you can specialize in a certain company um, right at the gate, which is really nice because Ivy will allow you to build that network and your like, discipline studies will allow you to get the skills to get the job at that's where exactly where you want to go. So that's the great thing about it. Like say you're more interested in science and pharma, for example, you could finish your Ivy degree, graduate. You could do an international co-op, let's say like, you could do it in California, you could do it at Gilead Sciences, for example. So like the opportunities are endless basically once you have that skill set. Yeah. So you're talking about like like the giving you the right support and network. Um what are some of like the I guess services that Ivy provides or Western altogether provides when it comes to like career development? Is it solely from like Ivy itself or like like do they help you or just kinda of do it yourself, you know? Yeah, that's um that's not one of the drawbacks of Ivy is that you don't get to access Ivy services until you're in Ivy. So your AEO doesn't matter in the slightest until you're actually in Ivy. Um, so for example, I get no help from Ivy for getting a summer internship. Uh, there's no co-op program with econ either. So it's all up to me to find one. Western does have services, of course. Um, and from what I've heard from friends, they're actually pretty good. Um, I haven't had luck with them, sadly. There are plenty of job offerings on there. Um, but Ivy itself doesn't, doesn't help you until third year. But the thing is, when they do help you, they really help you. Uh, I know plenty of people just from Ivy. just Like straight away. Yeah, straight away. Ivy has a bunch of them posted and then... Your most people are finding solid 30 year summer positions and then hopefully full time after that. Um, but yeah, your, your first two years, you're really pretty much on your own when it comes to finding uh, summer jobs. Um, but there's one of the great things is the club system at Western. Uh, a lot of clubs are really dedicated to um, teaching kids how to succeed in Ivy. So let's say Western Investment Club, they send out jobs to, uh, to club members constantly and they have networking events. Uh, they have their own um, speakers coming in uh, and they have educationals. Well, they'll teach you how to network, how to reach out to finance professionals and try to get those jobs. So you're not like, you have your student body helping you out really. It's awkward years that will help you find something, um, but Ivy kind of doesn't at the start. Yeah, like once you're once you're in Ivy, um, you get that you get in third year, you have that entire network accessible to you. But first and second year is just you like finding what you're good at, doing something you like to do, um, 
Um, you, when you're looking for summer co-ops, like a good skill is also to find them on your own, like learn those skills first and second year where it's not really a necessity to find some like awesome job, right? Right in the summer co-op. The goal is eventually a full-time placement, which Ivy will definitely get your foot in the door. Um, after you finish that fifth year, that's the ultimate goal. Um, but yeah, so third, third year, you have that network accessible to you, um, depending on your program. Like if you're in, um, med side, you'll get, um, a lot of, like a lot of hospitals need help, especially like now, um, a lot of hospitals need interning in different wards, um, engineering. We have our own, uh, service that we have to pay for. Um, so you pay like a deposit down. Um, and it gives you access to a portal of jobs through Western. Um, and if you get a job through that platform, um, you talk to your uh, course counselor and um, they'll, they'll match you up and you get that deposit back. So basically it's a, it's a down payment to use their serve, like their uh, job service. You get a job through them, you get that back and your counselor also um, reaches out to your employer and sees how things are going from time to time. So that's also a really good thing. If your if your program offers a summer co-op um, a portal, um, I know econ doesn't, but there's um, there's a lot of different uh, um, like faculties that support that. So first and second year when you're finding that summer co-op, definitely use those. Um, they're available to you, and they're really good services. Um, and then third year Ivy, you'll have that network, and then you're set. That sounds kind of sick. All right. Okay, we talked about like school and jobs and shit. So now for the more interesting topic, which is, uh, I guess, pretty self-explanatory because it's Western. But how's the party and social life at your uh, university? Oh, absolutely top notch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's up there. It's up there. World class. Yeah, world class. You're not. You're not gonna find. You're not gonna find anything better. Um, might be a little biased, but I mean, we're up there. Yeah. We're up there. We compete. We compete. We have a good time. Yeah. We have a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, residents in first year, Western's mainly, most of the students stay on res. Um, and so it's, it's kind of mental when you fit a thousand kids into a residence building uh, away from parents. Um, yeah. Lucas, Lucas residence is called the zoo. So, yeah. so I was lucky enough to get soggy in Maitland hall, which is affectionately referred to as the zoo. Um, man's writing a novel. Sorry. Affectionately referred to it's yeah. It's a little nickname. Uh, technically we're not allowed to call it that Western said no to the nickname, the zoo, because it kind of makes the school look bad. If you're referring to a residence as, a zoo uh <laughs> parents don't like that name but we got through first year but uh if you want to have fun you'll have fun if you want to go out and meet people do whatever you can do that um but i know a lot of people uh ask ask like me or ask western students about how are you able to get work done in that kind of environment and it's pretty simple because it's not like every night you're going out and what am I allowed to say? Get plastered? I don't know. You're not getting, you're not going out every single night, right? Um, and you can choose when to go out. Um, 
my floor was absolutely silent during the weekdays. You could get any work you needed done. But on a Friday or Saturday night, yeah, it's going to be loud, of course. Live. Yeah, it's going to be live. But on every other day, the saying is we, we play hard, but we also work hard. We, play, we work harder than we play. So. All right. Okay. On, I guess on top of that in culture and everything, how safe is campus? Campus is incredibly safe. Yeah. Like the campus area, um, like actually being on campus, there's like emergency phones everywhere, like with blue lights. Like it's a very safe area. Um, there's like obviously like it's in a city, it's in London. There's gonna be sketchy areas, like. But that's more of like a like a second year housing type of situation, like deciding where you want to live. I mean, there are obviously areas where. Perhaps you want to reconsider living if one of your roommates pitches you an idea. Hey, let's live here. You don't want to live like too close to like the Oxford McDonald's, that sort of area. Um, that's that's one of like the less happening places. But like, I mean, the campus area itself is super well developed. The Ivy Building looks like amazing. Um, if you guys take a campus tour or just like a walk around. Um, those buildings are all like, and that area is just wonderful. So yeah. yeah. Walking around camps at night, no, like no worries whatsoever. Yeah, we, have, we have an app called uh, Western Foot Patrol. And if you're like, if you don't wanna like walk by yourself at night after class, like if you have like a nine o'clock like night class and like campus is safe, like you don't need to worry about anything, but like if you do, um, you can just, dial up foot patrol and there's student volunteers like ready to like walk you home, like talk about your day and stuff like that. It's, it's an awesome service and it's free. Like um, Western provides a lot of awesome services like that. And like on weekends, there's like a Mustang express shuttle that just, it's a free Uber basically. Like it just takes you like straight down the strip of bars and back, back to like student housing and other areas like that. So from that aspect, like Western's looking out for you and like um, everyone's staying safe around the campus area and that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 Campus is definitely very safe, uh, but London is notorious for having some issues, especially downtown and the McDonald's that Adi mentioned. They just, you just need to know what areas you should not be going to after 9 p.m. And you're going to And you'll fine. know. And you'll know. So it's very clear. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess all this is like great with what you're explaining with like the social party life and like how campus is safe, but all of that's kind of been changing a little bit because of COVID. Now that like what a fucking transition. That was sick. Let's go. <laughs> Doesn't that just ruin the transition? I know it ruins the transition, bro. This guy, bro, my bad. This guy oh, you gotta leave now. Cold water oh on my, my flame. God. Okay, cut. Yeah, redo it. Until redo he it. Finish the transition, and then something. Uh, that's tough. God damn. All right. So as we were saying, COVID. How has the university adapted to COVID now? Like, was it a smooth transition, or was it like what Seba did? Just you know, cut the thing off without even, you know, just. <laughs> You ruined nice. it, man. God damn. Right. I ruined it. <laughs> How is COVID? How is COVID? Um, I mean, it ended abruptly last year in March, right? We got sent home. We had a week off and then classes went fully online. I think a lot of professors really were not ready for that, uh, which is fair. 
uh, at least in my experience, my year was able to end pretty nicely. I had my exams. They all worked out well. Teachers were able to adapt quickly. This year, it's kind of been a letdown. Um, tuition's the same. We're still paying for all the same services. Um, while what we're receiving isn't the same quality. Yes, professors are doing great. They're uploading all their videos, all that. But Western itself... Um, I haven't been too happy with it, but it's, it's hard to critique in this situation, really. Definitely for this year, we're not getting our money's worth. Yeah. We'll just say that, like, because we're, we're, we're paying the same amount and we're getting YouTube videos and they're really good YouTube videos. Don't get me wrong. Like some profs are like, like excellent at doing what they do. Um, and I'm sure they also feel the same way. Like online is just not a good way to learn in general. Um, so um, I know Western's announced like they're they're trying their very best to bring it back for fall fall term. Um, some in-person classes, especially labs. Like for me and Eng, like we we missed out on all our labs. So like what is Eng anymore? Like we just like we like drag and drop stuff in like a beaker and like like do some random shit at home. Like it's not it's not really like Eng, you know what I mean? So at least getting those labs back in third year will be like more um more worth the what we put in but like um so like they're doing the best they can i mean like covid is like fucked up everything so like basically like what what they can do they've done that um but we're really looking forward to like a fall term um yeah fall winter term next year to be at least semi in person that would be a good transition i think we're really focused on the first year experience when it came to COVID, uh, where they tried to get as many first-year classes to be in person as possible. Um, and I think they were, they were able to do that. They were able to get a lot of, like, the first-year econ courses, uh, the math courses, so that these first-years could actually get the university experience a bit in person because it's really difficult to transition from high school to uni. And just transitioning to sitting behind a desk and watching videos may not be the best way to do that. So... I'm happy that they were able to do that and get the first years some sort of exposure. Yeah, like I, I know the first year and just guys got their labs, which like is pretty cool. Cause if you didn't get labs in first year and you're coming in and you're coming into Western, it's like a super huge letdown because you're coming and you're just like you're sitting in your residence building and then you're looking at videos on how to do the lab by someone else. So like and it's good that they got that done at least for them what's been like pretty shitty is like the repeated like lockdown and um like now we're not in lockdown but we're not sure what we can do now that sort of thing especially for like second third years like we're not living in res anymore so um should we go to the bars can we go to the bars is it safe like we need a break we need to like um blow off some steam can we even go that sort of thing so like one one week it's this and one week it's that that's the sort of um that's the irritating part but once everything blows over i mean school will go back to school and then we'll all have a good time yeah so. there's also been like some stuff with admin uh they raised tuition for international students which really did not blow nice. over with many people um yeah because they have no like a second year international student they can't just drop out just because they raised the price 10% really 
that's kind of difficult to yeah. do. Um, and Western really didn't care much for what the students had to say yeah. on that one. Yeah, they're making they're making someone who's not who can't even like legally like you're not allowed to come here um, for for school. They're making someone pay for the gym and like <laughs> all this other stuff on campus, and it's like I'm not even there. Like, and I can't even come there. I don't even have that opportunity, which is that's the shitty part. Like, that's like that's what really screwed them over. Kind of feel for them. Yeah, I've been saying that, bro. Like, uh. We're paying full tuition for the equivalent of like Skillshare. Yeah. So we're just, yeah. just random yeah, exactly. videos and shit like that. Yeah. All comp sci programs are literally Code Academy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite part of your experience so far? Um, favorite part probably like the mix between partying and studying. Like, especially when you have a huge course load, it's it's awesome to like get like get to blow off steam with people like. Um, and you can meet people first year, like meeting people and the ev- especially the events they had first year, like absolutely blew my mind. The, like the amount of people that they like stars that they were able to get at our, um, at our like homecoming and, uh, even O week events, like they brought Killy here, like just cause they could. So like, th- that's the thing. Like they're like the student council is obviously looking out for people and, like, that's the best part. That's been the best part, honestly. And the worst part, probably, like, just COVID schooling, like, um, online, um, just that whole thing. That's probably the worst part. Uh, as Addy was saying, with starting with the first week of school, we had Killian two friends performing for all first years. Uh, so that was a good start. You have events like Boko, Hoko, uh, Frost Week, um, the residence was amazing and then this year living off campus with the people you met in first year um going out in london exploring the the city uh it's a decently big city too um but yeah so the, just living out in london experiencing western and meeting all these new people definitely easily the best part uh worst part um I online school, like I guess, uh, but that's easily for everyone. There's no nothing really that I'm angry at, or I'm like, oh, I regret coming to Western because of this, or um, that I'm constantly thinking of this. This sucks. They need to really improve this. It's just small things, like um, maybe one one professor doesn't upload his videos very well, uh, but overall. It's a, it's a good time. All right. I guess just to wrap it up, uh, after we've discussed like everything from academics to jobs and the party life and things like that, given all the experience that you've had uh, with Western altogether, say you bump into yourself first year again, what would you tell yourself as like advice? Uh, study for your Calc 1000 midterm, bro. Because <laughs> we did not start the year off well. That's the... I think that's really the main thing is start off strong because coming into uni, everyone with AEO, everyone at True, like everyone at whatever, Rotman, they're high achievers, right? You're coming in there with above a 90 average on all these student councils, all these clubs. Uh, Some have job experience already, right? Uh, And so you might come in and think, hey, this is going to be light. It's going to be easy. Uh, I learned that the hard way with my first midterm. 
uh, other people don't other people don't learn it until second year maybe or until they have two two five seven and they haven't really worked yet and then now they have to do readings every night um so it's just start strong get into a rhythm of studying keep up with your classes and you're going to be fine uh, i probably say like um like if i was myself first year i'd say like meet as like many people as you can because like honestly that for that first week when like everyone is just absolutely plastered everyone is your friend right like honestly that's that's all i'm saying like literally talk to anyone and you'll make lifelong friends those could be your roommates second year those could be someone that will offer you a job in the future that could be um someone you could help out like you never know so like just like talk to everyone like meet friends and like uh take exam season seriously like more seriously well i did take it seriously but like i should have grinded a little more at exam season like right at that like beginning part but uh yeah just like exam season comes up really quick um especially if you have a lot at, at one time um yeah just stay on top of your stuff find a good balance and then you'll have a great time yeah just go with the flow just go with yeah. the flow this guy talked about like meeting friends like he met his wife already he's like yo meet as many people as you want you know it's life changing maybe i have maybe i have met her i don't he know could have, bro yeah maybe he did bro yet. damn <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to want to go to western i'm telling shit. man <laughs> all right yeah and with that uh, i guess we conclude the episode thank you guys for being a part of the episode and just sharing your experience and yeah thank you thanks for having us thanks for having us Thank you guys for coming on and giving your takes on the program. Um, for the listeners, this is part of our seven-episode series about Canadian business programs. So if you guys want to learn more about some other schools, maybe you're making a decision for where to go for university, be sure to check those out for more info and more takes on the programs. And if you're interested in learning more about the world of business, maybe getting some life advice or just career advice or just checking out uh, and listening to stories from really cool people, check out our podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram and Spotify and everywhere else, wherever you get your podcast, at the Business Kids Podcast. Uh, thank you and uh, have a good day.